uh, we are back for our fourth episode on our AB Side podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm excited for this week's topic. Why? I don't know. I just think it's a good one,、uh, and it has the best title、um, of our topic so far. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's start off with、um, some feedback, Ben. Yeah, let's. So thanks、uh, for sending in some some feedback. We've got some feedback from Matt, who says,、uh, kind of a separate idea to what you were discussing last week. Is it ever useful to read articles or watch videos, even if they aren't true or only half true? Or in a wider context, reading articles that purport ideas to which you are opposed. What do you make of this, Ansi? I think it's useful to、um, yeah read articles that. Have opposing views and or are、um, that you know are fake or you know、um, have false information, but、um, I think you we all have an awareness,、um, but it's important to hear the other person's viewpoint. I think that's only because it's good to encourage.、Um, What you call it? Learning, yeah. Encourage learning from other opinions,、um, so that you can actually understand it from their side of the perspective. Like everyone deserves to have a say, and so I think it's important to still listen and to understand just to see where they're coming from.、Um, so I think it's useful. Otherwise, you're just going to be yeah,、um, living life、um, constantly in your own little、um, bubble. Very much tunnel vision,、um, very much focused on yeah. My opinion is correct. No one else is correct. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think、uh, Matt Matt kind of talks more in in his email, and he mentioned、um, a conversation that we had、uh, during the the、uh, Brexit referendum、uh, in twenty sixteen, and、um, and. I I I remember saying to him that I was really surprised by the、um, by the number of of people who are voting leave because、uh, all of my social media everyone ninety nine percent of the people on on my social media、um, were talking about Remain and so I assumed that it was gonna、uh, that was the general consensus of the population. So Matt says, oh, actually, I had I had a different mix of he had a different mix of、um, of people. So he saw. Views from across、um, both sides.、Uh, Same. Yeah, I did as well. And so, and so, he was less surprised than me、um, by the outcome. I wasn't that surprised because, yeah, I had a mix of、um, a range of people, and then same with、um, that time when, yeah, Trump was trying to become president. I also knew people that were heavy Trump supporters as well. So. Yeah. yeah, I think what's hard with those type of situations, particularly maybe America、um, or Trump, is it's good to try and read、uh, across like both sides of the argument. But I find it really hard to find、um, well-written articles, good journalism、uh, that considers both sides or that presents an opposing side to me. And what that what that means that that doesn't mean that、um, that the news that I normally read is、um, is perfect. It actually means that I'm less sensitive than I think to to things that are confirming what I already 
believe. I'm more likely to, to let stuff pass if it agrees with, um, with my worldview, I think. Mm. Yeah, because I think, I think the, the danger is you're just going to keep confirming your biases and you're never going to grow. You're never going to learn. Um, you'll always be stuck in that um, mentality and not actually seeing it from the other's perspective. And I think as Christians, it is important to still practice grace and not um, be so judgy um, when it comes to someone with a different viewpoint. Um, it's funny because I was having a conversation with a friend this past week and how, um, yeah, some people are quite vocal on their Facebook about certain uh, political things. And um, and for my friend, it's, it's the case of, oh, I don't like that person's view. I'm just going to mute that person. Or oh, that person posts too much like stupid stuff. I'm going to mute that person. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's important to still remember that these are people's opinions and these are people's like voices the moment we switch off that voice you know you are only your circle of like influence your circle of friends are only going to be people of like-minded thoughts and I think there is a danger there because you will never understand someone who is different from you I mean yeah I did this with um I remember I was doing a a talk once and uh I wanted to know it was kind of about science and, and religion. Uh, but I wanted to know, as my introduction, I wanted to know what, what people thought about Flat Earth. Uh, so I went away and watched <laughs> some of those those videos um, just to try and understand what's going through their mindset, to try and understand... Did it make you angry? Did it make me angry? Um, no, it didn't, because the the science was, was wrong. Uh <laughs> But with with that, I could clearly see where they'd made the mistakes, uh, and their mistakes were really more about, um, yeah, their, their bias and their their assumptions that, well, I don't know, their their desire for a conspiracy that the lizard people are lying to us about, uh, about why the Earth is is round or flat. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> trying to understand the rationale was that was the frustrating part of that. Not trying to understand their argument. Um, because that's really what you'd be discussing if you were talking to, to a flat earther. You, you're not going to win the argument by talking about physics. You win the argument by talking about, like, why do you actually think that the Earth is round, at uh, flat? Um, so something that did, did this did raise, though, is uh, do you think it's important that we do this with our theology? Uh, and not not really, like, not in the sense of, uh, I'm not sure about like I read this passage and I'm not sure what's going on, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go and uh, talk to different people or I'm gonna um, look in different different commentaries. But actually, what do we do where there's where there's some theology and we talked a little bit about um, Roman Catholics last week, um, other other denominations who are in disagreement with us. How important is it that we go and um, read what they believe? I think it. Uh, not just read actually it's um being part of like being connected to having uh, conversations with people with different beliefs I think it's useful as well because you can read a book but that you're not having a relationship with them you're not learning about what they believe you're just reading words 
off um, from an author and it's still not very personal. But I think what's useful is, so there was one time I stepped into a Catholic church and um, it was very beautiful. Uh, Have I ever stepped in one? I've stepped in one like when I went to France or when I went to Italy, but, but I stepped into one, I think it's on Hagley Road and it's, what's it called? Is it St. Philip's? No, it can't be St. Philip's, St. One of them. And basically that day was his birthday. And so I didn't know this, but I walked in in the afternoon and I spoke and I saw a nun and I thought, oh, it would be nice to chat to this nun. So I chatted to her um, because to me, she is a female in ministry <laughs> like myself. Um, and then I, she, she invited me to a service that night because it was that... Um, that Catholic church's saint's birthday. So they were going to have a special service. So then I rock up at, in the evening and um, it was all very wonderful, actually. The service was conducted in Latin, um, which I thought was amazing. But they handed out these um, bulletin sheets that had, you know, the translation, which is all very good. Um, but then it came to the point of um, communion time. And I wasn't, I wasn't that keen on going up because, you know, they have a different opinion of, a, of it. But I did ask the lady who was sat next to me and she was all decked out with her, you know, um, her rosary beads and Catholic. Yeah. yeah. Her rosary beads, her Catholic, um, paraphernalia type bracelets. And like, she had like a, what like do you call it? Crucifix. A lacy. Yeah. A big crucifix, a lacy, um, headscarf over her head um like a covering a head covering and I was just like whoa you are like what I have seen in movies for like Italians and I asked her I said um this communion thing um is it okay for me to go or should I not and she was like oh are you a Catholic and I said no Uh, I'm a Christian. Oh, you're a Protestant then. Oh, you shouldn't go because, you know, you believe in something else and um, what you believe is wrong um, from the Reformation and da 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 da. And then did you start arguing? Still go up. Yeah. No, I didn't bother. Stormed out. You nailed your your, uh, theology to the door. I was being respectful because I'm in someone else's space. Um, and I think as a guest, you know, you have to, you know, just be nice and they're being quite hospitable as well. And so, um, I just thought, yeah, out of courtesy, I, I shouldn't really rile up any tension, but she was a lovely lady. I had a lovely chat with her, but, but in my head, you know, she's judging me, I'm judging her. But then I think in some ways, I think you, you still need to dialogue and you still need to practice some form of grace when you are having dialogues with um, someone who is different from you. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And I think that's more valuable than reading a book or even just avoiding them completely um, to understand them and to see where they're coming from. And I think God wants us to have these conversations. That's why, you know, Jesus was having conversations with a Samaritan woman at the well. That's why he did, you know, parables about uh, the good Samaritan, about, you know, the different people. Um, so I think it's useful to have, um, to embrace people that are different than you. Mm. Yeah. I mean, when I've talked to to Muslims, that's that's the the first, like, the first thing that comes up, because I don't know that much firsthand about Islam from uh, right, right, right. Like I, I, I haven't, um, I haven't understood what that what that faith means like from a 
personal perspective. Uh, and, and most Muslims that I speak to uh, have have the same amount of experience with Christianity. So um, I remember when I was a teacher and, and these these Muslim students would love to talk about God, which was a great opportunity for witness. And um, mm-hmm. they would always ask me like, oh, how how can... Uh, how can Jesus be the son of God? God can't have a son. How does that work? And it's like they they just didn't, they hadn't been, they weren't aware of the twin, Trinity. Um, they, they didn't know what that concept was. Uh, and so they've come with this like uh, prepared argument, I guess, from that they've heard. Um, yeah. at the mosque uh, from the, from their leaders uh, and, and they're trying to challenge uh, what they think is like the Christian view and, um, and the first so the first thing that you do when you talk to a Muslim is is you, you have to deconstruct those um, right those those preconceptions but I'm sure I have equally as many if not more um, misconceptions yeah, yeah, yeah. about about them yeah. yeah 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 so I think we all have our own little preconsumptions and I think, yeah, it's important to have those dialogues with someone who is from a different place just so that we can come to, you know, a discussion, a healthy discussion, which goes back to our week one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just to, just as a final point on this, I think last week, I can't remember if we included it in the show, but we were talking about uh, this this author, Rob Bell, who is a bit uh, controversial in, um, in maybe the more evangelical sides of Christianity. Uh, he wrote this book a few years ago called Love Wins. Um, mm. I think that's a good example. Did you of, read it? Did yeah, you read, I read it? it. Yeah, yeah, I read it. Uh, so yeah, so he he was arguing for... Uh, that love conquers all at the end of the day. Yeah, essentially, uh, it's very. he was saying it's very hard to get into hell even if you're not a Christian because mm. God wants everyone to, to be to happy. To universalism then. Yeah, we don't want to delve into the theology here too much. But um, but it's useful. <laughs> you have to... You have to actually go away and see what what they're actually saying for themselves yeah i agree Uh, and what one good thing that came out of this book uh was my perspective of what heaven and hell was um so i disagreed with how who get who goes where um but he starts the book with this description of heaven which is um just a place where god is and hell Mm. is a place where god isn't Mm. um and it's even worse if you're in hell because you can you you when you die you have a full understanding of who god is and then you get to see people go and be in his presence and you're in a place where he's not in his presence and and the the torment that that brings by itself is greater than the torment of like like a fire and brimstone like torture medieval ideas um which don't really occur in the Bible anyway. Uh, so for me, that that really changed my perception of like hell is not a place where you're like actively like tortured, but the 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 suffering is in the fact that you are not with God, and that's what tears you apart. Mm. Which I okay. thought was great. Uh, the rest of the book is is not great though, um, <laughs> but it's good to it's good to read um, to to look at alternative perspectives. Mm. Have we got any other feedback, Ansi? Yeah, so um, we did a poll on our uh, Instagram, on our BCEC Instagram account, and we wanted to know, you know, if you were team red bean soup or anti-red bean soup. And it turns out that actually five people voted for red bean soup and two people voted against it. 
Um, obviously, that's not a lot of people. Oh, yeah, one of them was you, so. so that didn't quite count. Um, but but basically, and I didn't actually vote. I didn't vote for um, red bean soup because I just assumed that I was for it. Um, but obviously, seven people voting minus you, so six people. That's not enough. That's not a good representation of our church. Oh, I thought you were um, just gonna. Uh, you were just gonna case closed this. That's that's amazing. No, Thank no, you for. No. I think for we should continue this with this discussion. With, yeah, with the gravity that it is. We should absolutely continue with this discussion. Um, one one listener actually said, um, "Well, Chinese people never made good sweets." Oh, yes, yes, that really sparked anger in one of our Malaysian sisters. Um, <laughs> she got so angry. She sent me so many messages afterwards saying, that's not true. My favorite desserts are all Asian. Da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think fundamentally anyway. that's, yeah, I would, I might expand my position here uh, to agree with that and say. Well, the not- Chinese people don't know how to make sweets well. No, 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 no not Chinese people, <laughs> but the Chinese culture <laughs> does not have not chinese culture chinese cuisine does not have good desserts i will really have you never been into a dessert place in hong kong yeah and you get like weird like sweet tofu stuff yeah no all of that shaved ice oh my gosh yeah no shaved ice with condensed cream and mangoes come on no no, it's it's like mango pudding. It's like diluted. You've no, got that's a bubble tea. Artificial. You like bubble tea. I don't like bubble you? Tea. tea. That's that's a sweet thing. <laughs> Are you arguing that tea is a dessert now? In, in addition well, to beans, you can you can have you can have tapioca bubbles in um, your dessert. Yeah, you can. Um, nobody's arguing that tapioca is a good dessert, though, are they? Do you like durian? Of course, I don't like durian. <laughs> That's a fruit, though, anyway. So, like, fruits um, are still, okay. Fruits yeah, are cool. Yeah, we, we consider fruit in our desserts Yeah, as well. No, you know? mooncake, no. Not, you don't not like mooncake? I'll eat it, but it, I, I wouldn't, what? like, oh, you go and buy on mooncake. You. Yeah, Those exactly. calories are wasted Yeah, I will you. pass it on to let somebody else enjoy the, oh, uh, my the insane calorie count. You're crazy. They, there's, like, what, peanut biscuits... Um, what other biscuits are there? There's other biscuits, like Chinese New Year time. Um, the, what about when you're having dim sum, right? You're dim sum and there's those custard um, tarts, no, the egg tarts, this is, um, this custard is buns I, that leak no. custard. Blech. Blech. No. You know, you poke them with a chopstick and you squeeze it and out oozes this glorious golden um, yellow Alexa liquid Ooh. thing. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> I just <laughs> triggered my Alexa. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, uh, all of, I think we've discovered that is, that is the roadblock. So I apologize to Red Bean Soup for, uh, for oh, singling so you out. Oh, so anything Asian, Asian desserts, you just don't like Asian desserts? I don't like any of those desserts that you mentioned. Oh my days. Yeah. You don't like egg tarts? Egg custard tarts? Oh no, I do like the custard tarts actually. I don't like the, Oh my days. don't like the buns. I don't like the, the, the bao ones. You don't like the buns? Blech. Too oh, eggy. That's such such a waste. Well, it's not a waste because I don't eat them. I'll pass them on. Oh my goodness, they're the best. That um that like tofu syrupy pudding gives me a headache every time I eat it. What? Yeah. What tofu? Sweet tofu. Yeah. Gives you a headache. Yeah, it's really weird. Super Too much estrogen, probably. Did you know that? 
Tofu inc- encourages the um, production of estrogen in your body. Uh, so women, I, women I, shouldn't eat too much of it. Um, so maybe it's the estrogen in your body. I don't know. <laughs> I, can eat, I can eat normal tofu. I like normal tofu. I like soy milk. Like, that's all fine. It's just this one. I think it's like the intense amount of sugar that's in that syrup. Ah, never mind. All right. We're not making you. We're not making you eat Asian desserts. It's fine. You have a wife that bakes you plenty of Western desserts. Yes, the correct desserts. Shh. There is no right or wrong answer. It's preference. Okay. I I would love to see a, um, a blog post or a Medium article from our listeners. Uh, about which desserts are better. Or, you know, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure some have already been written. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. So, this week, we didn't actually have a question in mind, um, but we did think of an amazing topic to discuss. It's an amazing title. I think we we have to talk about it just because of the title. Uh, Yes, I really like this title. I found it somewhere and I latched onto it on my own Instagram um, because I have been doing my own form of Instagram entertainment uh, called Quarantainment. But um, there was a question that I asked my my family on Instagram, my Instafam, I call them. And um, it was based on this Britney song lyric. So Britney Spears sang this song called Circus. And one line of the song goes, there's only two types of people in the world, the ones that entertain and the ones that observe. And I thought that was a really interesting song lyric. And I've always agreed with it. But Ben, do you agree with that song, that, that lyric? So, I mean, I think, yeah, you can... Um, you can make that distinction. You can say that either you're a, you're an entertainer or you're an observer. I think what I would question here is like, what is the validity of dividing the population into into these two groups? Like, what what does it mean as a person if you're an entertainer or if you're an observer? So I think it's it's like, are you the type to give or are you the type to take? Are you a consumer? Are you a consumer? Or are you the provider in, you know, providing a service? Do you like to perform or do you just, are you quite passive? Uh, can I ask this, answer this question by asking you which one of them you are? What do you think, Ben? What do you think? No, I'm asking you. I've got an answer. You have an answer for what I am or for yourself? Yeah. I've got, well, I'm more confident no, about my answer for my, you. Because my answer can vary. Okay, so Britney Spears is, like, we've, we've reduced her, her statement to, uh, to too simplistic already then, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well, generally speaking, I am probably more of the entertainer than the observer. Okay. Uh, and so, so here's, that's what I agree. I think you are more of an entertainer. Does that mean you're a consumer or does that mean you're a provider? Um, I'm definitely a provider. Okay. And so what is your motivation for entertaining? Or can you give Ooh, us a... that's a good question. Can you give us a scenario? I'm the host. <laughs> sorry. I'm answering your uh, question. So ask the question again, sorry? Can you give us a scenario um, where you of might be... Of being a provider? Yeah, or an entertainer. 
And then what's your motivation? Um, so I think, I think when you, so I, I have this uh, condition, right? That sometimes I'm like, is it a blessing or is it a curse? Um, sometimes it is a blessing, but sometimes it is a curse because I have very itchy hands and I want to make things, okay? I want to make things happen. I have a crazy imagination to the point that, you know, I will conjure up all sorts of ideas, wonderful ideas of projects to do because that's how bored I am during 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 quarantine oh, sorry uh, during quarantining yeah. and um and so i have a long list of things that i want to do will i do them hmm we'll see time wise but um but i think this lockdown has made me very bored mm. partly because i live by myself and um there's only so many hours that you can sit in front of uh, netflix or your screen, your computer screen, and have, um, you know, Google Zoom calls. And so I think it's, um, it's, it really opened my eyes to be like, actually, I still want to connect with people, but I, yeah, I have a lot of, you know, ideas that I want to do. Like, and I, I find joy in bringing joy to people, like cheering them up. Um, sending them messages, be it, um, you know, uh, text messages or even, um, you know, short video clips just to cheer them up. So, so <laughs> it's really interesting because I have a few friends that actually are on the front lines um, and, you know, they, they work for the NHS and, you know, at when they they live they you know they they have to work every day um, not every single day but you know maybe they'll work three days and have three days off um one of my friends had a whole week off she purposely you know made sure she had a week off just to you know reset um but i think after you've done a 12 hour shift of dealing with covid patients or cleaning up um you know feces or whatever um they just want to go home and not have to think about work. They just want to go home and put their feet up and um, just just rest, maybe watch watch a show, maybe engage with their friends on social media. And they just want to have fun. They just want to laugh. They want to forget mm. about their troubles. And I think, you know what? I think it's it's good to, you know, have a place online, um, social media, where you can have a good laugh and, and cheer up. Do you know what I mean? So I'm all for providing that because actually I, I enjoy making people have a laugh. <laughs> like that's what I do to break the ice. That's what I do when I'm awkward as well. Mm. Uh, I will just crack a joke just to, you know, um, calm that tension. Um, I'm not the only one who does that. Turns out Bert does that as well. Um, but I think I think there's there's a there's types of people that will do that, and when you laugh, it makes you more comfortable, and and helps you to not be as tense. Do you know what I mean? So, I think it's useful to to have that to be that provider. That's okay. So here's that's that's um that's really good, and uh, you you have provided a a different spin on things by being more wholesome than uh, than what i'm going to say in a minute but uh, oh go on can i just say one more thing 
<laughs> so during so during during lockdown, I've been listening to a lot more podcasts, right? Yeah. And um, there was one podcast of um, stand up comedians that I was listening to, and they. This one guy said he was really upset at the start of lockdown when um, the theatres were closed, um, when, you know, pubs and clubs and bars and places and coffee shops were all closed. And um, and suddenly this chap was out of work. And, and you know, the government said only essential workers mm. um, can go to work. And for him, he was like, oh, it was a crush to his, his, secu- like his insecurities because for him, performance is his job but suddenly yeah. he's not he's not considered as an essential worker but then you know hearing that the essential workers on the front lines that work in um you know the hospitals or they work on the shop floor they would just want to go home and and be entertained suddenly this um this uh, stand up comedian goes I'm an essential worker for the essential workers <laughs> so I just thought that was really funny because it's true like this stand-up comedian can bring a lot of joy to someone who is depressed from work. Yeah. Okay, so here's, here's my answer after you've yeah, given your answer. Your, your question to me, like, whatever, how, however long ago it was that you asked it. Um, like, Do you agree that there are two types of people, entertainers and observers? Right, but then you phrase it differently. You then said uh, consumers and providers. So mm. I, I want to suggest that uh, in some... In some circumstances, the provider is actually the um, observer, and the what? Um, and the entertainer is the consumer. Um, Why? So your example uh, kind of uh, proved that this isn't always the case. But um, you know, I was thinking about Britney Spears and and um, kind of pop stars, uh, and often you hear stories that they're like super narcissistic. Like they're, they they're are. so self-centered. I agree. Right? They are. They are. Yes. And so I would say that in certain circumstances, uh, and this isn't, I'll tell you why I'm thinking about this along these lines in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, in certain circumstances, being an entertainer uh, isn't about I'm providing something for um, for other people to enjoy. It's about I am forcing people to, um, no, maybe not forcing, uh, but I am... <laughs> I'm putting myself at the center of attention and that is for my own benefit more than it is for um for the benefit of other people you know mm. yeah I can see that viewpoint yes I'm in agreement yeah and you took the certain certain um maybe individual celebrities that uh, that embody that more than others right like you you see right. certain maybe maybe in the um like those those kind of celebrities that are not famous really for anything, Kim Kardashian, like that they are. Um... Oh, but she's worked her way up. Turns out, I did some research on her. Interesting. I haven't done any research, <laughs> so uh, I'm happy to be proved wrong here. Um, but yeah, uh, the the reason I was thinking about that was um, because opportunist is that what you're calling? That's, yeah, that's it kind of t- is an opportunist. Uh, have you you know you know on Thursday nights we have the clap for the NHS thing? Yeah. Um, and I've seen uh, on on social media, uh, I might get some flack for for calling this out, but um, <laughs> after the clap finishes, um, mm-hmm. I've seen uh, a few different people, um, either, some either people that I know or or like through on on Twitter or whatever anonymously. Um, on different streets, you'll get musicians, and they'll go out and they'll set up 
a microphone and they'll set up a speaker and then they'll play a song and they'll say, oh, this is to cheer up um, the 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 population or this this is this is for our NHS workers. Um, uh-huh. And on one hand, that's cool. But on the other hand, it's like, I don't think your neighbours are like, they're not coming to your concert to listen to, to how good you are um, at your instrument or how good you are at singing. Um, it might be enjoyable, <laughs> but it's it's like uncalled for. Like it's it's really in your face. You don't have a, a choice really because you're you're out there on the street already. Uh, it would be um, extremely rude to go back inside at this point, right? Like, and even if I'm going to go give inside, you flack right now, yeah, Ben. Go ahead. I Let's think that you can't you can't disregard someone who is performing because actually they are they are providing some form of entertainment at that moment in time. Live music isn't that bad. I'm surprised you would say that's a bad thing. Um, I think I just wanted to to point out that um, it, yeah, entertainment, being an entertainer is not um, always... Not all selfish. No, sometimes selfish. it's selfish and sometimes can be. it's... it's yeah, yeah, can be. Yeah. But I'm I'm really sad that you would be talking about people performing on the street after the clap i mean i like i know that it's it's not the case for everyone but um but they're not going to be doing it on the street all the time no of course not uh but i, I did ask my trombonist friend i said your neighbors must love you because <laughs> <laughs> they they probably hear that trombone playing regularly yeah no i think i think there's something different because I, I remember when we weren't in lockdown uh I remember seeing videos of places like Italy um, where mm. people were, were like yeah. playing music in their they apartments were... and they were playing it out of their, off their balconies. And that was really great that there was like a community feel. Why I, is that okay then? I don't know. I think, I think it's just... You're so weird. That's some, not right. Some of these videos, it's just some of them. And it's just how I feel. It's not... But I'm not making it. music. And actually, so Classic FM on their website, I remember receiving an email on this and they said they're getting community um, spirit through music like and then they they showed a video of someone singing um Pavarotti song yeah classic um, fm is different though because they've they've curated that right like i have no control over whether my neighbor is good at their instrument or not <laughs> okay fine. whether they're going to perform an appropriate bad singers, song then? bad performers yeah well they're not going to sing inappropriate songs who knows who knows like that's have that's the point i'm anything? making that's the point I'm making. If if I go to a concert, I'm choosing to go and listen uh, to a a performer. Um, whereas, like doing oh, it, you're terrible on your front door is basically it. This is how it feels to me. Okay, so I take it however you want. But what it feels like is, oh hey, all these people are out here and they're in a uh, a mood of goodwill because they're um, they're celebrating uh, and they're coming together uh, and we're thinking about our country. So I'm gonna hijack that and take advantage of um of, no i don't think position. it's hijacking and i'm gonna and i'm hijacking. gonna subject people to whatever i decide and they're gonna find it very difficult to turn away so that's why i was that's why i was saying um entertainers can sometimes be the consumer uh, and not the provider because that they're actually because you have no control over like you know like what if they decide what if they decide I'm gonna I'm gonna stand I'm gonna go there and perform for 45 minutes? Like, even if you go in your house, you can probably still hear them because they've got speakers and stuff. So, 
that it's not everyone <laughs> it's not everyone it's like, not everyone that's but that's just 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 my initial reaction um, well so here's how i see it right i see it as you know when you're in a football stadium and everyone's chanting and singing to support a, a team a football team that you support yeah and they will sing that song you know just to stir, stir them up and i think us as human beings, we are made in the image of God, okay, as we all know. Okay, dubious and segue think... from from football <laughs> football songs. But go on. But I think I think there is there is power whenever a whole group, a gathering of people sing together. Yeah, that's not this though. Right. I agree fully with wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. And so we all know that in worship, okay, which this is why we all miss church so much, is is the come of the coming together corporately to worship God together. We are basically singing in unison. We are praying, yeah. worshiping God, s- saying the same thing, these song lyrics, singing them at the same time. So we are praying the same words. And I think that is very powerful. But I think in terms of non-Christians, they don't have that. They don't have that coming together in a community to sing a song. And so I find it, I'm I'm really sad when I do see like large groups of non-Christian people come together and they're singing, you know, secular songs over a campfire and they're singing, I don't know, Coldplay or something. And they want to have that togetherness, but they're missing, it's lacking. But that they see that there's a need to come together. Do you know what I mean? So I, it breaks my heart, but yet at the same time, it makes me have compassion for them because there is something about, you know, coming together in song. And that's why in Italy, when they were all singing mm. together on their balconies, I just thought, you know, this is humanity. They want to come together through through music, through yeah, music. Yeah, and yeah. music is quite a therapeutic, healing, emotive um, part of life, which I think is part of entertainment as well. Okay, so to circle back to our, to the great philosopher... Um, Britney Spears. Uh, <laughs> Which, by the way, can I just add, it's uh, her 20th anniversary since um, Oops, I Did It Again came out. Can you believe that? <laughs> I c- could not care less. Um, yeah, so to, to, to go back to her statement then, I think we've we've established that's, that's Two not... Two types of people in the world, entertainers and, and observers. So that's not the case, especially based on... Um, that your statement about us all coming together and being part of something corporate because in that in that scenario we're both the observer and the entertainer do you think entertainment is beneficial for us as christians yeah that's where i wanted to go to (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we're heading there let's go there okay good okay so on one hand you have you have like what Jesus is is talking about in in Luke 12 when he says uh, when he's talking about people who um who say eat drink and be merry mm-hmm. uh, and then God says to them you fool this very night your life will be demanded of you uh, but in Ecclesiastes it does say amazing that was my next thing go on Karen <laughs> Ecclesiastes 3 it's what does it say it says uh um, after the whole uh, time for everything bit, um, in 12, it says, I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. Yeah, right. So, I mean, and like... 
God worked on six days and then he rested. Then he took a Sabbath. He enjoyed the fruits of his labour. He just rested. He chilled. Absolutely. What's wrong with us doing that? I don't think there's anything wrong with us doing that. Hmm. A Sabbath. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about music and, um, and creativity. Uh, and th- th- we're made in God's image, right? Like, mm-hmm. actually... That's an expression, it can be an expression of our worship, but it's just an expression of who we are as human beings and that that should be something that that we enter into. But actually the, the question is bigger than that. The question that I have at the back of my mind frequently uh, is, is this particular outlet beneficial? Is this particular TV show beneficial? Is this particular... For you as a Christian or you as a person? For me as a Christian. Okay. Well, I suppose you can ask for me as a person as well. Like we've all had those times when oh, we've yeah. binge watched too much, and we're just like, "Yeah, no, that wasn't." Or, or that wasn't this helpful. show that has questionable ethics. That I'm like, "Oh, I don't know if I should be watching this this show about this mm-hmm. killer and empathizing with this killer and justifying this killer's actions." So, so I'm going to stop. Did you finish that particular stop. show about that killer? Because I stopped watching that one <laughs> by by season two. I was like, I can't watch it. One hundred percent because. <laughs> because it was getting too much that I was um, having dreams get... about <laughs> no I was oh, okay. having dreams I was more like actually it started changing my perception of killing and I'm like this isn't right morally this is incorrect yeah you get swept up in the narrative I, I think what's difficult with shows like that is um, like it's a good story like or at least the first two seasons are I heard that it got bad later it's well written yeah, right. yeah uh, it's compelling and so you want to be kind of swept along with it. Um, but that's bad because I think the, that's almost like um, it, is, it is changing your, your morals, actually. And I think as Christians, we, it's, it's dangerous for us to be part of the culture. We're not called to be part of the culture. We're called to be countercultural. Countercultural. Cult- another another yeah, shout out to uh, Daniel Nell there. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we are right and so what concerns me is not shows like one it's really funny that we both stopped watching that show because i'm sure that we both have there are other shows like that there's there's loads of shows that are basically promoting um just evil behavior yeah but i think for the most obvious shows and we probably all have a different line in the sand here when when we will think of different things when i say most obvious uh, for the most obvious shows, it's easy for us to say, don't watch that. Don't listen to that music. Don't see that movie. <laughs> like, that's that's clearly going to lead you astray. But at the same time, we're consuming stuff that is like 95% as bad. Um, and we're justifying it to ourselves. Uh, and we still do it now. Like, there's so much nudity or there's so much, you know, promiscuity. Yeah. There's so much, you know, like, questionable ethics. Yeah. Uh, and and we we sweep it aside because mm. oh but it's a good story or um, mm. oh yeah but I watch it for the politics or whatever. Mm. But is that beneficial for you though? That's the thing that I don't know. That's the thing that that um, I've struggled with with uh, TV shows, with music, uh, with video games. So so here's my take on this. Right, I think it's really important to be aware of. Um, what you're watching okay and i think after you finish watching it you need to also have a self-checkup 
Um, and I, I feel like you do need to come before God and pray about what you've just consumed with your eyes and your ears. And I know for a fact that actually Satan can still use media and entertainment to get into us and affect our thoughts and our thinking and our relationship with God. Yeah. So things can cause you to stumble. Oh, totally. Like it will it will open doors to letting Satan into you, into your heart. And I think there's danger there. So there are certain shows that I will avoid, even though, you know, people like, oh yeah, that's that's fine, da 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 da. Um and and I think we we like to think we all have um, you know, the power and the strength to withhold these temptations, but I don't think we all do. So like, um, yeah, so horror movies, okay, there's different genres of horror movies. Um, there's the blatant torture ones, which I'm not in agreement with, and I nor do I condone and watch, because in my head that is just ethically um, incorrect. And, and as, as Christians, we should not be encouraging that type of behavior and nor do I find that entertaining to watch to see torture happening I'm in the camp where the supernatural ones I will watch given that it, it's a good portrayal of good and evil um, battling it out and um, to me I know for a fact that good will always win because I'm a Christian I know that for a fact we all know the end not in the horror what, movie though right not in a horror movie well uh, so it does happen actually Sometimes, you know, there are there are good um, outcomes to horror movies, um, but not always. So I think if it's purely just just evil, then I, I wouldn't condone it. Um, but I think horror movies, supernatural horror movies, they have a good storyline, a good representation of good versus evil in comparison to like um, a cheap Christian movie um and that depicts you know someone just praying and that's it you know i don't think there is much of a narrative there when you just show in this shot across you can't see that spiritual battle going on but whether it's in a horror movie um i know that you you can actually see that represented in the movie i'm not saying that if if you know you want to see that everyone should watch it but i think it's only those that can handle it because i know that everyone has um, yeah, some people can't watch horror movies because it does cause them to stumble or it does make them, you know, shaky in their faith. And so... When you watch a horror movie, do you have uh -huh. to... Um, do you have to go around your house and close all your curtains afterwards and check that your doors are locked? And No, I just watch it. Um, I actually watch it in daylight. <laughs> Why? <laughs> if I, if Why? I watch these shows, because I don't want to watch it at night. Oh, wait, there's, so... There's too many shadows. <laughs> Hang on, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, oh, yeah, yeah. Same, same for me. But, uh, but you just said, oh, people, some people get affected by that, and yeah, they will. So, but they will. you, but you just admitted that you get affected by it as well. Uh, so you have to mitigate that. To a degree, that. to a degree, it depends. So I, I have to be in the right mood to watch it. Obviously, if if I'm having a rough time with God, then I probably wouldn't be, you know, uh, watching shows that will push me over the edge a bit more. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I don't agree with you here. Um, <laughs> Watching that... horrors. Have I watched horror movies? Yeah, do, like... Like, okay, monster movies. Like, you, could, you know for a fact that they're blatantly fake. Zombie movies. 
end of the world, end of end of the world apocalyptic. Because horror is there's a there's a lot to horror actually. There's psychological right, horrors. But let's talk about the supernatural stuff. I think the supernatural stuff is doing something, right? Like it, it is, um, it's hyping up the, well, I mean, firstly, it's, it's fiction, right? Like, so yeah, it, it, it may be based on a spiritual reality, but we don't know a lot about the spiritual world. Um, so, you can't you can't watch that and claim that you're getting a um any kind of theological insight here because you you don't really not directly from the film like you you can't say that um oh i watched this film so i understand i mean i don't want to get too dark but like so i understand how possession works because i watched the exorcist or something that's you can't do that (laughs) because it's a fictional (laughs) narrative but at the same time at the same time those movies will show you, you know, that there is power in God, that that there is power in God and that, you know, this person is getting delivered. I mean, okay, I haven't Do you not believe in deliverance? I don't don't know what happens in in those films. Um, Do you not not know what happens when there's deliverance, though? Are we talking about real life or in a film? Real life. Uh, Yeah. And that, yeah, yeah, And that can be portrayed in movies as well. Sure, they might be acting it out, but I yet, think you're stretching think quite a lot here to suggest that every supernatural film has deliverance in it and no, shows God's power. No, they don't always power. have deliverance. But the fact is, is that there is a portrayal of good and evil. It's a battle, and it's in a storyline. Just like Lord of the Rings. Okay, Lord of the Rings had a lot of gruesome scenes. It's not a horror movie, though. Um, but there are still gruesome scenes. And then uh, what was it rated? It was rated 12. So I would I would say maybe the different... The way that I see horror movies are that um, actually there is less of a battle of good and evil. And it's evil who is... Um, or because whether, you don't watch it enough. Right? No, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I haven't You don't watch it enough, so you terms. don't... Yeah, the ones you've that not I have seen, seen enough. Seen, no, the ones that I ha- but, but the ones that I have seen... Um, don't often include God at all, but also don't include like a battle of good and evil. It's it's a question of survival, and the question that gets put to the to the viewer, I feel like in most horror films, is like people like to ask, "Oh, how would you survive in that situation?" Um, and people people watch them because they like the thrill, they like to be um, scared, yeah. and none of that is. Um, is a wholesome thing. Does it mean that I have a blanket ban on horror films? No, it doesn't. But I, I don't know if that's <laughs> I don't know if that's the correct response. But it, it doesn't mean that I am completely one hundred percent opposed to them. But also, I don't oh, think. Okay, so you're not one hundred percent opposed, but yet you're still not going to watch it. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if someone says, "Oh, yeah, uh, this is a really great movie," then I might watch it. But um, what I am saying is. I don't think it's it's a I don't think you can claim um, I'm going to watch this film and I'm going to watch it with a view to improve my understanding of God or um, well you don't know that though because we all perceive things differently Ben so right, but the, the film no 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 but this isn't reality this is a fictional narrative and its purpose is not to do that right like so in the same way I can't claim that I'm going to um, listen to Coldplay 
<laughs> and that Coldplay will, without a knowledge of what their songs are about, right? Like just as a just as, as a non-Christian uh, band, I can't claim that that non-Christian music as a whole leads me to a particular place with God because that's not the case. There might be songs that do that. There might be times when you can say, oh, you know what? I listened to this song and it really revealed this truth about God. In the same way, you might watch a particular movie and say, you know what? I was thinking about this and I was thinking about God's power. That's all cool. But you don't go into the movie with that um, with that hat screwed on, right? Like you don't watch... You don't watch The Grudge and then and come up with a list of reasons um, why you're more worshipful of God. You don't watch The Grudge and come out of the no, the, the I cinema. Think I you don't turn the, you. you don't turn your TV off and and immediately start I worshiping God. I disagree with you. I disagree with you because we all have different encounters with God. God speaks to us in different ways. Okay, so God can use you know um, someone. To, so God can reach someone through music. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying... God can reach someone through, you know, this article that you've read. God can reach someone through dreams and visions. God can reach me through watching something. No, 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 no. that's not what you I'm saying. You can't discredit that. Yes, that's, yes, I'm not. No, no, no. That's exactly the opposite of what I was saying. God, of course, can speak to us through those times. What I'm saying is you don't put a horror movie on specifically to... Uh, like as an act of worship right in the same way I don't put Coldplay on specifically to lead me into a time of worship it may happen right but you can't you can't say for example every Christian should go and watch The Grudge no I'm not gonna say that everyone watch The Ring because like that it it will change your perception of the cross you don't say that right like and and so if the if a new horror movie comes out I don't think there's a justification for saying, I'm going to watch this because I want to learn more about God. It may happen while you're watching it, but you can't argue that horror movies are um, are a beneficial thing in themselves. Even if you've had spiritual experiences as a result of watching specific ones. I think that it will... I... I... See... You need to understand it from my perspective, whereby I'm not making everyone watch it. Not everyone can hack it. (laughs) Hack. Um, But I know that it's, it's going, there will be portrayals of good and evil. That's what I'm trying to put. So if, if a new horror movie came out tomorrow on Mm -hmm. Netflix that you knew nothing about. I'd do my research first, by the way. Okay, well, let's say this horror movie comes out and you know it's... Okay, you know, you know. Uh, I don't know if you've watched... I haven't seen it, but The Conjuring, um, that series of films um, are produced and directed and written uh, by a, a Christian. I, think, I don't know yes. if they're brother and sister or... Yeah, couple, they're brothers. Right? Um, so there are themes. I, I'm aware that there are themes in those films. Yeah? So you are you saying that if a new movie came out in that series that you hadn't watched before you would watch it with the view that it's going to be beneficial because I certainly don't consume most of my media with that in mind. So, okay, The Conjuring is a good example because it was written by Christians, um, two Christian brothers. But I think that their main goal 
is to communicate good and evil. And I think Christians, or non-Christians actually, we all have the want and desire to see good win. We all want good to win. You want to have a good story, a a good storyline, a good ending, a good plot. And and I know for a fact that deep down inside for a non-Christian, you want good to happen. Unless you are, you know, questionably sadistic and, you know, um, (laughs) you don't really have, you know, good morals. But, But fundamentally, we all want to see good triumph. And so I think they've done a very good job. I've not seen it, but this is what I've read, is that um, those movies depict that really well. What concerns me, though, is, like, we to move back away from just horror films, though. Uh, Entertainment. Yeah, because just before we started talking about horror movies, we, we talked about, oh, there's, there's things in our... There's things that we consume that are not wholesome and that we try and justify yes i agree and then you just gave me a justification for um watching yeah that's true stuff which by your own admission and by by my own experience makes you feel like creeped out and bothers you um (laughs) so why why do we why do we watch comedy because you want to laugh. Why do you watch a love movie? Because you want to feel, you know, tingly things. Why does your wife like to watch films that make her cry? Because she wants to have a good cry. Yeah. So I think... And a horror times... movie... So a horror movie is something that makes you feel scared. That's the... Yeah. And I don't know if making yourself feel scared is um, a beneficial thing for us to be doing. Because is, isn't that opening yourself up to fear and isn't that um even if it's just the suspension of disbelief even if it's just like for the next hour and a half you are um allowing yourself to be influenced by um by the fear of something happening but it's a choice to let that let that consume you or not every horror i mean i'm not like super squeamish but every horror movie that i've watched i don't find myself in the scary moments going oh this is just a choice don't worry about it ben yeah you can close your eyes you can block your ears you can turn away you can turn off yeah but that's a choice the the damage is done though isn't it um (laughs) like you're, you're already in that in that state you know like that that feeling of just feeling unsettled um and i i think it's I think it kind of sounds like a justification to continue uh, with things that that you enjoy, but maybe are not um, are not the best. So let's go back to then why why should we have conversations with people that aren't like us? Amazing segue, That's so good. <laughs> we linked right? it all back. It's almost no. like we planned this, Nancy. <laughs> Uh, but no, 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 I haven't planned this. But why should we have conversations with people that aren't like us? Because you want to learn from them. So yeah. why can't we be watching things? Why can't we be listening to things that make us uncomfortable? Yeah, okay. So I, I don't want to talk about <laughs> horror. You don't, you don't have an no, answer? No, 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 no. I, I, I do have an answer. I just don't want to talk about horror movies just specifically here. I think it should be a bigger yeah. picture. Okay, so there are times where I have watched war movies. Okay, the last war movie I watched was Dunkirk. 
Okay. Okay. I did my research you, and I don't and, know. I don't know why we're so war movie obsessed. Have you seen Hacks or Ridge? Nope. Okay. Uh, Hacks or Ridge is not so even good. not even Band of Brothers. None of that. Um, Platoon. I remember seeing a scene from Platoon from a young age, and I was traumatized. Right. That one is specifically traumatic. Just that one scene. Like I've not seen any other parts of it. Um, but but there's so many movies where, like. I know that it would be beneficial for me to watch Schindler's List that I've seen it all. Um, and then there were, which other ones did I watch in history class? One about KKK, Mississippi's Burning, I think. That was very traumatic for me. But I think it's still important to watch it in small doses. Like I think it's important to not overburden yourself. To have some form of exposure. Yeah, and, and so I think I think those are a good category, but like let's come up with some some other categories that are that have no obvious benefits and include those in our in our discussion, like reality TV. Um, like <laughs> oh, Love Island. You, Love Island. Do you think reality TV is a waste of time? I think I think if you ask everyone seriously, everyone knows that reality TV is a waste of time. But you but can more learn than, a lot from it. More than a waste. Yeah, you can, you know learn, you can learn how shallow it? people are. You can yeah, learn you can how, learn, you can learn how what the world greedy is like. and yes, manipulative. Yes, you can. And you can also learn about group psychology. You can also see what the world is like. Because if you are in a Christian bubble um, for too much, you forget what non-Christians are like. So I think it's important Oof. to see what people are like outside. I would say that... The majority, the vast majority of people are not like contestants on reality TV. Oh, it varies. Um, it varies. And so I would say that actually reality TV has not a lot of um But you get all qualities. sorts of you get all sorts of personalities on reality TV shows. Yeah, and they've all been selected and handpicked to to create the most drama, right? Like and all these people are hyped up. You're talking, are you talking about the big reality TV shows? I'm just thinking of like, come dine with me. I'm just thinking of like small TV shows. Even come dine with me is like more argumentative than... uh... But that's what makes good TV, right? You want to see conflict happen. You want to see them communicate. You don't want to have like for, for, you know, turtle avoiding conflict people because they'll never get anything done, right? They'll all hide in their shell. That's not good TV. That's boring. <laughs> oh man, there's so yeah, that is boring. <laughs> there's there's a lot to play with when you have different people, and oh, this is why I miss humans so much during lockdown <laughs> because I'm I'm missing the human interaction, and the only form of interaction that I can get is from TV. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But take the extremes, like Love Island. Like that doesn't have any redeeming qualities the reason you are watching that is because you want to see people hook up like that's yeah, why you're that's, watching that okay show. so i i would call those unwholesome yes the recent wholesome show that i discovered was um race around race across the world which i've been hooked on okay yeah that, you, that kind of stuff is is fine um, oh so that's okay then is it yeah i'm talking about real like I'm, I'm trying to find the extremes so that we can have so that we can answer that question of whether like looking at different opinions is always important. Um, so things like Love Island, um, 
But that's the nature of the world. You know that there's a lot of people outside, non-Christians, that hook up randomly. No, 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 no. You do not need to watch Love Island. Like, if you have <laughs> managed to avoid that kind of idea of, like, um, superficiality and promiscuity, and if, if you've managed to shelter any part of your mind from that, you should keep it sheltered. You don't need to go and watch that. Like, like genuinely. Because then why are you watching Game of Thrones, Ben? That's a good question, but not like, <laughs> ask me that in five minutes, okay? Um, yeah, so there's, there's, there's like those kind of shows um, which have like, I think we can agree Love Island has zero merit. Um, there's, there's other shows, there's other types of media that are like, so I made a decision uh, to stop playing uh, certain video games, you know, like GTA, where <laughs> the point of the game is that you're a criminal. Right. But I kind of still feel like a hypocrite because I still play like shooting games. You do? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you play shooting games for? I mean, I heard one person describe it as like, it's just like virtual tag, except people's heads explode. Uh, <laughs> because that's essentially what's happening, right? Like, it's like laser <laughs> quest, but you know. Um, yeah. The, and so part of me, part of me uh, asks that question of like, oh, you know, like, is this, should I be doing this with my time with, with those kind mm. of games? Yeah, that's true. I think horror movies fall into this category of like, it's a gray area, but we could justify it. So Game of Thrones also falls into this. It's a gray area category. But if we want to, we can find a justification for it. Yeah, that's true. We can always find a justification for all of our actions, right? Yeah. And so in the same way that I've watched Game of Thrones and I agree that it is not really wholesome um, I've not watched TV, any. I would argue that, that horror movies also fall into that category. <laughs> and so I want to know, like, where do we... Where do we draw the line? Yeah, because we talked about war movies earlier. And, and so um, those are normally, like, the films that win Oscars, right? Like, those are, the, like, the, the, mm. the, the, the thinking person's film. Uh, and even though those kind of films are good films... Most of the time, I don't want to watch those films. So so I'll have, like, on my Netflix list, I'll have, like, you know, movies that you add to your list. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'll have, like, a whole list of all these, like, oh, this is a really great film. You should watch this because it teaches you about, like, what survival what skills. America was like in the 1930s oh. or, or <laughs> not survival skills, or, yeah, or, um, or like, it, it talks about, like, the struggle of people in this particular, you know, like those films, like the Oscar winning films, which are all great, mm -hmm. which are generally great movies when you, when you mm -hmm. actually sit down and watch them. But most of the time I don't want to watch those things because that's not what I'm looking for in my entertainment. I'm looking for something to uh, like take my mind off of things. And I think that's where we... Oh, so you want escapism <clears throat> then? Yeah. And I think that's where we fall into this, this uh, trap of not being vigilant enough. Yeah, that's true. I I agree with you there. Um. Yeah, I think I think it it really comes. But down your to that. but your form of escapism could be different from my form of escapism. And is escapism Christian? I I I don't. I think the way that most of us, the way that most of us escape is probably not, because we're we're looking for something to to transport us away but maybe a different not reality maybe not in a way that's going to make us think you know like that's why that's 
specifically why I don't choose those kind of films. Oh, it's too heavy. I don't want to watch that tonight. Um, and and so I think we are. We need to be more. Um, we need to be better gatekeepers of what goes into our. That into is our true. Heads. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I also think that it it's important to not be too guarded and too sheltered. Whoa! Are you sure you want to go on record as saying it's important not to be too guarded? Says says the person who last week argued that everyone is out to get you and you should <laughs> always be guarded. Whoa! That's different, though. That's different. That's different. That's right? Like... Yeah, because because. Uh... Oh, okay. I see where you're going with that. I can I can see where you're coming from. But I think I think the moment you are too too much in a Christian bubble, you forget what it is like to be out of the bubble. Um, like, how are you going to communicate and evangelize to your non-Christian friends if you've got nothing to talk about? So, so my form of, um, like, I will watch shows just to understand what is the current trends. I will be on social media just so that I, I can engage with non-Christians as well as Christians. And I think that there is, a, there is importance there. I understand that um, we all enjoy stories, okay? Even in the Bible, Jesus was still communicating with his masses through parables. And so I I don't necessarily see that um, some form of escapism is bad. But I understand that, you know, there are going to be a lot of uh, writers um, for shows, uh, for for different productions, even for songs, they all have an agenda. They do have a different type of thinking that they want to put across and opinions. And so I think, just like what I said earlier, you should always come out from it with like self-examination. Mm. Yeah, so I'm not scared to watch a horror movie because I know I can watch that. And even if it's unsettling, even if I feel like there's some kind of real spiritual element to it, I know that I can still pray in Jesus' name and be right. protected from that. But it doesn't mean that I should be like wandering into those areas and moving away from horror. Um, again, like I don't think there is, uh, we haven't talked about music too much. I don't think there is music that uh, like you shouldn't, like if you hear it, you just like, immediately like block your ears kind of thing um oh there are no so I, songs I, that about murder yeah yeah songs so that I, don't, are blatantly... I don't think we should listen to them because we should go looking for right. them but i i don't think like we have our minds and we can we can vet and process stuff ourselves so uh if someone says oh you, you know i want to know what it's like to um have you heard about oh what's that type of music called that's really popular with the London gangs? Um, oh, drill. Drill, yeah. Uh, so, like, if you want to know what it's like to be like an inner city um, gang member, gang member, yeah. Like, you can go and listen to drill music, and you can you can try and understand where they're coming from. Some of my students would um, be really into it, uh, but totally not not actual gangsters. Um, when I was teaching. Uh, and so, like, I wouldn't go and listen to it, but they'd like. It's an identity they'd, they'd, thing like, at that age. Yeah, they'd like sing lyrics to me, and I'd and I'd be like, "Why are you saying that? That makes no sense." Like, just be yeah, you know, like wind them up. Um, but like, there's there's no harm in us going and investigating that and 
and saying, oh, I want to check this out. But that's not how we consume stuff most of the time, you know? Yeah, like, we're not we're not guarded enough when we consume yeah. things. And so, okay, maybe I want to go and maybe I want to go and watch The Conjuring and see what the Christian <laughs> themes in that movie are. But that's not the same as me sitting down and saying, like, oh, I'm ready for a good scare. Uh, and it, it's I I I'm 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 so passionate about this because I'm aware in my own life that I'm so patchy and inconsistent about yeah. what I allow into my eyes and ears. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's the same for all of us. But we all do have a different tolerance, though. No, so... I, I I mean I I really don't think that. That's oh, you don't the way think we all have a different it. tolerance? No, I think so. Because th- what scares you may not scare me. Yeah, but that's that's the let's forget about horror. Like that, we shouldn't be letting that into <laughs> our head. So, so just one more teacher teacher's analogy. Um, <laughs> okay, fine. So, as science teacher, we had to uh, teach uh, PSHE. We had to teach sex education. Um, I remember asking the question of like, uh, like kids, what what do teenagers? What do you? Um, what are your impressions of of sex and what are your impressions of marriage and relationships and stuff uh and it wouldn't it wouldn't be that that they would just say oh yeah like just you know whenever you're ready kind of thing it wouldn't just be that it would be that if i said oh you know some people uh some people want to wait till marriage they would be like utterly it's shocked not her, it's, yeah it's not right? part of the world now yeah and Maybe that stands parenting, but I strongly believe no. It's it's media. It's the media. They don't talk to. They don't talk about it with their parents. Unfortunately, how many movies, how many TV shows, how many songs have you listened to in the last week that talk about um, absolutely that kind of stuff, right? And so, it's. I don't think we can say we all have different tolerances because there's so much subversive stuff, and I like. Just to, I'm not a conspiracy we theorist. Live in this, we live in a sinful world, Ben. Yes, we do, and so we should be aware of this. But, but should we be listening to this? Would you like? I know for a fact that you're not going to be listening to like explicit gangster rap, right? Like that talks. I wouldn't about, know where to start. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> we don't listen to that music in large, well, in at least in some part, because maybe the way that they talk about relationships the way they objectify women right like Mm. we can say oh this music is morally wrong but at the same time i know that we both listen to the beach boys if you analyze the beach boys lyrics uh i don't listen to it as much as you do yeah if you go and analyze the beach boy okay yeah maybe we don't listen to but we enjoy the music of the beach boys um go go and analyze those lyrics and you will find essentially the same ideas right but just in nice 1960s wordage um like most of our music, most of our TV shows and movies feature, and this is not just about relationships, it's not just about sex, they feature just the way of the world so like, pervasively, right? Absolutely. And, and so we should engage with this stuff, right? We shouldn't block it out. But at the same time, like, we, we need have to, to be careful. On guard, yeah. <laughs> and we're not, we're not, are we? Not to be too guarded, but not to be totally unguarded. So, Sammy, is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying we should be, <laughs> we should be too More guarded. guarded. We should be completely guarded and in our bubble. I, I'm not saying be in a bubble, but I'm saying like, it doesn't matter. Because I know, I know Christians that are 
completely like they don't even let their kids watch TV. They don't even, you know, ha- let them celebrate Christmas <laughs> because of you know commercialism and gifts. Like they don't, they don't do Christmas gifts. Yeah, that, and that seems extreme, but it, it. I actually, I understand. I fully understand where they're coming from when they when they do that. Uh, the the. The issues come more with like practically how do you deal with that, especially like with kids, like how do you make sure that they understand what's going on? Um, but actually, you know, if 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 you're old enough to to understand that and not be bothered by that, then I can't see a downside in um, in being more cautious here than less cautious. It doesn't mean don't ever um, don't ever experience that that kind of stuff. Uh, but it means that you've like we have to just be like so careful and we're not when we when we casually turn on Netflix and just watch the next show you know like even even if it's like okay well this show is about I don't know a superhero but it happens to have blah, 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 this other thing that that I probably shouldn't be exposing myself to like it's that's it just it creeps in all the time uh, and I think mm. I think it's it's not enough to um, to just kind of. So so should we have a should we have a concrete ban then? I mean, I'm not going to ban anything for somebody else. We need to make our own decision here. Is it better to be overcautious? Here, I think I think so because it's what's what you're entering, what you're letting into your mind. Hmm. That's what that's what I said last week. No, because that's that's a person. Well, actually, not letting I said a person question everything. I said question everything. So I think basing that concept, I think it's important to question things that you view and analyze it. So even with um, certain books. Oh, I'll tell you what. To this week, I I managed to find a deal for three for two on Audible. Um, on Philip Pullman's... Um, oh, why didn't you start yeah. with this? This is great. <laughs> I managed... Uh, but I wasn't 100% sure because in my head I'm like, oh, I don't know. So then I looked... I, I did some Which research. Which books are these, sorry? The, these, the, um, the original Northern ones. Lights, yeah. Northern yeah, Lights yeah, yeah. and Spyglass and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I thought, actually, is it important for me as a Christian to read this? Even though, I, okay, I'm listening to it because, you know, I'm trying to save my eyes from screen time. Um, but yeah. in my head, I'm like, should I be reading it? It's been written by an atheist. You know, this person has a different theology and has a completely different ideology that is trying to put across to people. So then I looked um, online at some, you know, trusted Christian websites um, that will have book recommendations or even media recommendations. A good one would be... Um, I think it's boundless. No, plug plugged in. Sorry, it's called plugged in, and um, it's by link in the show notes. Yeah, link in the show notes, and it actually does reviews on um, movies, all movies that are out in cinemas, 
um, and you can just search it up and they will have, you know, disclaimers of is there too much, you know, sexual content? How is it for children? How is it, you know, is there any theology? Mm. And it and it has a nice conclusion. But in terms of the book now, um, I thought it was really interesting because the 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 review talked about how can you imagine a church where um people come in a community and there is no Christ. And I just and I was just like, okay, I'm 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 gonna gonna buy these books now. Because, you know, I think it's useful for me to read it, read an atheist perspective. Yeah, I think I think that's great. I think I think that that attitude, as long as it's sincere, I think you can pretty much. But I wouldn't I wouldn't have read it if I was young in my faith. So I think it depends on where you are with God. Yeah, I mean, I read it as a teenager and it yeah. it didn't. Loads uh, of people did. Yeah, it didn't dent dent my faith at all okay. and, but and I, I, I maybe it, it was just very but you come in a christian household though so it was quite a thinly veiled uh oh, okay. like at, yeah like it, it's not it's not um particularly subtle i think that's great that i think that's the correct attitude and I, and with that attitude i think that means that we can take that attitude and we can apply it anywhere like mm. i'm going to critically listen to uh the critically listen to oh it sounds like a bible college student but that is what you're doing with your book and it doesn't mean that you're going to write a review or an essay but it means that you're going to examine the the concepts as they should we be critically watching shows then i think you can yeah i think you can say you know what i don't understand what the hype about are you saying we should judge then because because when you are critically watching something or critically reading something you are you are basically putting on your judgment glasses yeah yeah it's fine to judge a thing <laughs> it's that's not yeah like we shouldn't be judgmental of people but that's <laughs> not the same thing as a tv show why were you judging britney earlier then i i wasn't judging britney i was saying <laughs> i don't enjoy her music i think her music is um Aww is morally so britney is a great example because it's something that society would say no i don't want to sing about britney pop music is a good example because society says you know oh this is fine it's innocuous it's on the radio at like seven in the morning kids can listen to it but if you stop and if you yeah the the lyrics are questionable you're like what on earth like how is this the lyrics can be questionable i know can be definitely are yeah um and so, like, I don't know why we're having a discussion about about Britney, but about pop music in general. Like, actually, the correct answer here is not just pop music, it's rock music as well. Mostly, mm-hmm. yeah, like, the correct answer here is, this is not wholesome. This is the yep. opposite of wholesome. I agree, I agree. And so we're kind of just left like holding our tails now, right? Like we've, <laughs> we've just argued ourselves into a we need to We need to tie it all up, Ben. How are you going to do that? Let me tell you, because Paul did it in the book of Philippians. Go for it. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This whole discussion falls into Philippians 4 verse 8. Mm. Yeah. And the more we meditate on that and the more we think about that, the less sense it makes for us to say, 
oh, but I really want to watch the next episode of <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Like, Are you still there? Are you still watching? Yes, I am. This, we're yeah. in lockdown. We're going to be like this for the next... Right. Excellent. It doesn't mean that we have to, like, exhaust our minds continually just, like, consuming, like, really heavy stuff that we have to think about. Like, we've, like, you don't need to go on Right Now Media and just constantly watch sermons, like, 24-7 a day because your brain will explode your because you can't be process fried, yeah. everything. Yeah. It's like that's, Bible school. Yeah, that's not what we need to be doing. <laughs> but we need to find things that are true and noble and right and pure everything in moderation ben not everything in moderation that's not what this verse says no 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 sorry i mean like in terms of consuming consuming um for entertainment value yeah no it's more than that it's is it it's you know what can you read this verse and say a horror movie fits into those categories <laughs> true noble right pure lovely admirable excellent or praiseworthy because if it doesn't, <laughs> we shouldn't be spending time with our minds on those things. And mm, that feels like okay. the conclusion to a sermon. So <laughs> I think I'm done with what okay, I need to say. Okay, what, what have we learned? What have you learned, Ben? I have learned that both of us are incredibly inconsistent in <laughs> our approach to media. I think we media. all are. We all are. Yeah. I think for as long as we're here on this earth, we will all be inconsistent. We are not Jesus. But we want we we want God to make us more like Jesus. Yeah, and I really feel that our direction needs to be towards that. So mm. I I would encourage. I'm going to ask you next week, and I'm going to give you an answer. <laughs> Is there something that you have consumed this week that? Uh, is there something that that you used to consume? It's between that, you that and you've God. Thought about. I want no, but I want you to. To bring something that you've thought that you've thought about, and tell me if you if you're going to continue to consume it or not, and I will do the same, like a specific, mm. like a book or a TV show or whatever. Um, oh no, you're going to make me cancel Netflix, aren't you? No, I'm no 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 no. There's plenty of good stuff on Netflix. Too loud that sound. There's plenty of of perfectly acceptable stuff on Netflix, but. I want I want us both to um, just be more critical of of what we're consuming. So, is there something where we've stopped and thought? Uh, and same for you, listeners. If you have something that um, that you think, you know what? Maybe I'm not sure about this. Um, send us an email or contact us on on social media uh, if you feel comfortable doing that. Uh, and let's have a discussion about that uh, because it's we certainly don't have all the answers here. Mm-hmm. Basically, what I've learned is that, yeah, we do need to be careful. The opposite of... Oh, no, that's what you said last week. Am I glorifying God with my time? Yeah. Yeah, and not just my time, what's going into my eyes. Like, because yeah, we should have rest. We, we're allowed to watch TV. We're allowed to listen to secular music. But we've got to be really cautious about, like, what our motives are behind yeah. what we're doing here. You should question everything. Question all your actions. Question what you're feeding yourself. That's so exhausting. That is, that is exhausting. But I think it's important to even just question, why am I eating this fatty belly pork right now? That's a great analogy, actually. <laughs> 
right? Is this is this nourishing to my body and my soul? Consumption. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. If this was a sermon, we have just found our introduction analogy, but it's not <laughs> a sermon, and so you don't get the benefit of our structure and our pre-planning. We didn't do much pre-planning. <laughs> Let's conclude it. Um, but yes, this topic was a great topic to discuss. We'd love to hear more of your thoughts on entertainment, especially in light of it being cor- um, quarantine season. Um, Quarantainment. Quarantainment. We have definitely been consuming a lot more entertainment nowadays and would love to hear more of your thoughts. How have you been spending your time? Um, and are you going to reevaluate um, what you consume this week? That's awesome. If you've got something that, uh, that you think uh, is something that's beneficial for us to watch as Christians, uh, please let us know. We can pass that on. Also, uh, if you want to hear us talk about an actual question that you have, please send us that question. Otherwise, we just get to pick the topics and have these long we'll, rambling yep. discussions. And we'll subject you to random stuff. <laughs> yeah. So send any feedback, send any questions to abside at thebcc.org.uk. Link in the show notes. Rate and subscribe us on iTunes, Spotify or whatever place you get your lovely podcasts. All right. We'll see you next week. Toodaloo. Goodbye.